Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. I hope you are very well. Today we are going to dive into a question, a problem that comes up all the time. Like people come and turn to me and ask me, why is my offer not selling? And I'm also going to explain why it's not selling and I'm also going to explain what you can do about it. So buckle up, let's go. Buckle up, buckle in, who knows what the <laughs> who knows what the saying is. Let's dive into this kind of situation and conundrum because I think a lot of people wonder we've got this amazing offer, why isn't it selling? And it can be really disheartening, it can be really frustrating and it can feel annoying when you're working really hard and trying to make something happen and it's just not, it doesn't feel like it's happening for you. So there's typically four reasons. There obviously can be more than four reasons, but the these are the four main reasons that your offer isn't selling and we're going to dive into them. So I'm going to reel the four off and then we're going to dive into them but please stick around after I reel them off don't just jump ship and leave because you're like oh I've heard that all before um because you know we need to dive into it and you need to kind of hear what my thoughts are on it and also what you can kind of do about it because it's all well and good you're hearing four things but if you're not actually changing anything or doing anything or moving with it then it's kind of pointless so the four main reasons of why your offer isn't selling messaging your messaging is one of the biggest reasons why it doesn't sell. Um, it's one of the reasons why no one buys it because they don't understand it or they don't get it, whatever messaging. Second one, you're either not selling it or there's like bad sales energy and the energy just ain't it. Ain't it. It's not the one. Three, you either haven't got a big enough audience or there's just no audience to buy for it. A full stop, like the people you've got just ain't going to buy that thing because it's not for them or it's not big enough. And then the fourth one is you've got the wrong offer or there's something about the offer that isn't right. So let's just dive into those. First off, messaging. Messaging is arguably, I'd say, the biggest, if not the biggest, the audience one potentially is the biggest, but messaging is huge, right? If the messaging is not bang on, it just doesn't sell. And this is an issue for so many people, seasoned business owners, people who are really good business owners like who are very good at business like people struggle with this the messaging has to be so fine-tuned so right for where you're at in the certain point of their lives you know of the consumer right for the industry right for where the world is economically or socially like your messaging has to really be bang on messaging also obviously therefore links to marketing and your marketing activity and so some people will argue well it's your marketing activity that isn't delivering but ultimately when we really at a granular level pull away all of the you know bits of the onion to get to the core problem it's messaging so understanding what your messaging is for that specific offer that you're trying to sell and if it isn't working what's the new messaging around it and the messaging piece is like the piece because it's the positioning piece right it's the piece that people connect the dots together and say yes I want that yes I can see that fitting in my life yes I understand that yes I need that and so this messaging problem can circulate for years and years and years and so it might be that your offer was selling really well and you had a period of time where it would just sell out all the time and it was so full and it had a wait list and you could just fill it and then all of a sudden 
that's not the case. And you're thinking, what the hell's wrong? Like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing and it used to work and now it's not. I would typically say it tends to be a messaging issue and it tends to be something that you're going to have to tweak and change. And I would really recommend with messaging getting help with with it from someone, you know, like a marketing expert or someone who can help you position things because the messaging piece needs to be there. And hearing other people's opinions really helps. Like hearing what someone interprets from the message you're saying is really useful. And if you can do like a focus group or you can do like something around that to kind of gather data and understand what people think that the thing is that you're selling, you'll probably be surprised as to what it actually is because people are going to think one thing and you're thinking, well, actually it's someone else. That means your messaging isn't working and it means that we need to kind of tweak it and work out how you're going to get it to work. The second thing is this not selling. So point blank, people just don't sell things. They'll come at me and say, this offer isn't selling. I'm like, well, you haven't sold it. I can't see it anyway. I don't understand what it is. There's no conversation around it. There's no marketing about it. Like, I don't know. You're not even asking me to buy it. Where's the ask to buy? So that's the biggest thing. If you're sat here thinking my offer isn't selling, are you actually selling it? And I don't mean just sharing on your Instagram stories or sharing somewhere and saying, hey, this is available to buy. That is not selling. It's a part of your sales process. And I've said this before, it's part of your sales strategy, but you need to have other bits around it and you need to actually sell from a cohesive sales strategy. So for most people, it's like they're not selling enough. They're not actually doing enough. They're just kind of like thinking, oh, it's going to happen for me and it's all going to work out. And like magically people are going to come. The fairies, the buying fairies are going to come and they're going to be like, oh, here we go. Yeah, we'll buy your thing. Get out of the fairyland. This ain't fairyland, right? It's 2023, (laughs) like... You need to sell your shit and you need to sell it with a strong message and you need to be like, this is what it is. This is what I stand for. This is what I was going to do for you. Here's who it's worked for. Buy it. Here's how much it is. Tell people how much it is as well. Please tell people how much it is. That's an issue, right? In itself, selling. You've then got the other side of the coin that is you are selling, but the energy in which you're selling from just ain't good. It isn't fitting. It isn't flowing. People can feel when you don't really want to sell it or when you're desperate for the money or when it just doesn't really fit and someone's like, do you even want to be selling this or are you just selling this because you've got to sell it? So bear in mind, this is your business, right? You are the leader of the business. And for most of you, you will be the person in charge of your sales. You might have a salesperson helping you, but you are the one who is going to drive the sales via your content, via your marketing, via however you network, like whatever it is that you do to sell. Your energy is the thing that's going to sell it. And so you really need to make sure that you're aligned with what it is that you're trying to sell and why. Now, the messaging piece in this kind of links together because often the bad sales energy and the sales energy that isn't really connecting with people is because the message that someone's saying is disconnected. Sometimes people will be embodying a message where you're sat there thinking, I don't think she believes that or I don't think he really gets that or he's saying that, but we know the other thing to be true. You need to make sure that whatever you're saying kind of like is believable. It's important. <laughs> like You need to actually be like, yeah, this, this feels good. Like I actually want to do this. This feels really exciting. And I think what's really nice to see about that is this sales energy piece is the bit that can take you from selling like five items to selling 50 of them or selling like, 5,000 SKUs to selling like 50,000 SKUs. Like this energy piece 
can literally take over like if you have a like three month run of like you fully embodying what it is you're selling and you're like absolutely infectious people want to be around you people are, like want to buy it I want this and when you see people have huge business growth from a sales perspective you know they sell they go from like 100 grand in revenue to 500 grand in revenue I would argue a lot of that comes from this energy that they manage to sort of pursue inside of them and what tends to happen is often people it's like how long can they hold that for and so for some people it's like a week for some people it's a month some people they can do four months which is really pushing it like if you can do four months of that it's amazing and some people will even manage like a year or two years likely burn out by the end point but you know like <laughs> the bit that they're doing it they're then like woohoo this is great this is fab and people like jump on board and their business explodes and they're you know the industry leader if you want to say that and like it's all exciting but as I said if you manage to do two years, often that means you fall off a cliff and you're like, my God, I can't do this and this was unsustainable. That's a separate conversation. That's a separate thing. I'm not suggesting that you try and get into a state whereby you can't, you know, maintain something. But what I am saying, that's like, a should I have raised this? I mean, maybe not because that's a different episode. <laughs> what I'm suggesting is you need to bring an energy of, I want to deliver this. I want you to buy it. I believe in it. And, and really come at it from a like feeling good perspective. That is why if you sell via a launch model, often it can work well because people can manage their energy and can do a lot of man energy management technique to keep that sales energy high. Whereas when people move to evergreen, sometimes people struggle because you've really got to change up. You've got to have an energy that is excitement and that is really believing in what you do, but it's also got to be sustainable so that you can consistently sell. And so those are two kind of different energetic areas. And that kind of links to what I was saying about burning out after two years. So there's definitely things you can do around that, people. Don't stress. Like, I'm not saying that you could burn out after two years. I'm just saying you need to really be in an energy that is interested and people want to engage with you. Reason number three. And again, this has got two parts as well. So often your offer isn't selling because you've either got no audience or the audience isn't big enough. So let's just talk about no audience. When I say no audience, I mean, you might have 500 Instagram followers, 10,000 Instagram followers. If they are not the person for what it is you're offering, it won't sell. Like, it just isn't going to work. There may be, you know, there's always going to be one person to five people who potentially will. But in terms of a whole demographic, people don't understand how many people in an audience you need to actually make a sale. So you need to be talking to so many people to then actually make a sale of why your offer isn't, you know, to, to get it to sell. And people think that that ratio is like 10%, 20%, 40%, 50%. And I'm like, no, you need to be working on a really low ratio. What I mean by that is sometimes people will, maybe you are trying to sell something through a workshop and they get 50 people signed up for the workshop. Some people then go on the thing of like, oh, well, if I've got 50 people signed up for the workshop. It's going to mean that 25 are going to buy. I mean, that's just, no, it's not going to happen. I would say it's not going to happen. There's always people who it does happen. <laughs> you know, there's people who will have a story where they have managed to do that and they do have a 50% conversion rate. I mean, that's bloody amazing if you've gone from like a cold audience or you've paid for the lead and then they're converting. But I just, I'm, I'm explaining this to say that is very unlikely. And so often people are not told because why would you be told what the expectation should be? So you've got to really lower your expectations in terms of conversion, in terms of how many people are going to go through a sales funnel and how quickly they will convert and at what percentage. Especially in 2023, 
I would argue something like a workshop conversion rate is lower than it has been, although that depends on industry to industry and it depends on how engaged your audience is. But don't go into something thinking like, I've got loads of people signed up to a waitlist and I've got loads of people on here and that means it's going to magically transform into X amount of people buying because that isn't the case. If your business is a well-oiled machine and you've got lots of data and you can predict stuff, then you know that conversation is slightly relevant and that's a different method. But if you're sat here now saying, my offer isn't selling, why is it not selling? It's most likely down to messaging, the fact that maybe you're not selling it, but also is your audience big enough? Is there just a big enough pool of people in the first place to potentially buy your thing? So let's just talk about the idea of not having a big enough audience. So some of you will have people in your audience for what it is you're selling, but it's just not enough. And so, you know, you might have, you might want to make 10 sales and you've got 10 people who that is applicable to and who have said, like, I'm kind of interested. Well, you need then a 100% close rate. Now, that's unlikely. It's not impossible, but it the, the, then an argument becomes, well, are you letting everybody and anybody buy this thing? Or is there a you know process or are you doing any due diligence about who's buying it? So really think about audience building is such a huge topic that it takes ages right it does I know people want to tell you it doesn't it does it takes years and years and years so commit right now to building your audience but understand that it's it takes time and that is just this thing that you're constantly going to go on and whether you decide to pay for it or whether you decide to grow it or whatever that's a separate conversation I might do a podcast episode actually on audience growth and growing an audience because I suppose that's really it's key to a lot of the things that you do in your business. I'm hoping that you're getting the message from this is that you need to focus on audience growth and you need to build an audience. But you need to build an audience of people linked to what it is you want to sell. Linked to the idea of what is the message and who's meant for this offer and are you building an audience of those people? There is zero point in you just building a massive audience of just random people and hoping that one or two or 10 out of them are magically going to want to buy. I mean, yeah, that might happen, but it's not. You can be more strategic with it. But audience growth is a long haul strategy and it's a long thing you've got to do. And I'm not saying you can't have immediate wins from it. I'm not saying you can't make progress in a month or, you know, three months or you can't get a viral video and that really changes things. Like, of course, there's lots of things you can do. But I'm just saying for the whole, for most people listening to this episode, audience growth is this constant journey that you go on and that you commit to do it. And then it just sort of grows as you evolve in your business. But it has to be at the forefront of what you're doing of getting eyes onto your business and you of people knowing that you exist. The fourth reason is around the idea of having the wrong offer or the offer not being right. Now, most of the time this isn't the case, but I've put this in there because actually when it's wrong, it's really wrong, if that makes sense. Like, And I don't mean the whole thing of it. I just mean even if there's one piece that people aren't connecting with that can be the whole reason why they just won't buy and they'll go somewhere else and so really doing an order of your offer understanding what's in the offer understand what it is you're selling understand what the features are understanding what are the features actually allow someone to do what is the time commitment involved time's often the issue that comes up with it being the wrong offer so often it's either there's too much time involved or there's not enough time or there's um, the kind of after time that's required for them to implement might be difficult and they feel like well I can't engage in that like the wrong offer and having bits of the wrong offer in the offer can be a really big piece. And having someone like me to look over your offers and to order them can be really helpful or get in a second opinion. Although get a second opinion of someone who actually 
knows what they're talking about. Like, don't just go and give it to a random person and be like, what do you think of this? Like, that's not massively helpful. And I see lots of people just like ask for feedback, but to like random people. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. You need feedback either from an expert who understands what it is you're trying to do or from your actual consumers or actually your clients or past clients, you know, like be really mindful about where you're actually getting market research from or getting advice from because it needs to make sense because someone like you live with in your household potentially might be like, well, this doesn't make sense and you don't get this and this price is wrong and et cetera. Um, you know, that can all be an issue. You might have noticed in this, I haven't actually mentioned price and I think a lot of people will think that. So a lot of people, when you think about why you're offering and selling, most people, the first thing they jump to is the price. They're like, oh, it must be too high or is it too low? Like people get really head up on price as a reason why your offer isn't selling. Now, could it be price? Yeah, of course it could be. However, in my experience, like most of the time, price is not the main reason that the offer isn't selling. And actually you can sell anything at any price with the right messaging and the right energy in terms of sales and the right sales strategy. Like the price piece, like pricing is important and it's really key. But it's not normally the reason why something isn't selling. If you were direct to consumer, that's a different story. If you are a product based business, pricing does weigh a lot heavier. But in terms of service based, especially if you're an online business or you're someone who sells B2B, the price is not in the, those four key reasons. It's in a list of reasons of why it could be, but it's not in the four. And actually, when we talk about having the wrong offer, that might mean that the price then changes and that might be a secondary impact, but it's definitely not the main lever most of the time. And it's not the main reason why the offer isn't selling, which I know kind of some people are like, oh, okay, really? And I can prove it, right? Like we could have the same offer and put it with different people and put it in different audiences and use the same, you could even use the same messaging, but with different audiences um, at the same price point. And you will be, some people will sell it and some people will be able to do X, Y, and Z thing. Like the price is not the issue. Whereas the messaging can 100% be the reason that something doesn't shift. And so um, there's a, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of data and a lot of reasoning behind why I suggest that these are the four that we look at and, and why these are the key kind of areas. But it's, it's exciting, right? Like it's so blooming exciting that you can go and spend time and change and tweak things we're speaking about now and go and actually make some changes. Now, although those are like the four key things, I do want to just talk through some other areas of business and your offer that might help you come up with ideas of things where you maybe haven't thought about, or it'll help you feed into your messaging or feed into how you're going to sell this thing, right? So when you look at your offer, I want you to think about what does the market fit of the offer look like? So like, who is it for? What is, you know, what is it serving them? What problem are they solving? Like, what does this address? And does it actually address it effectively? So fully understand, like, are we actually making, like, are we actually solving something with this? Or are we just like creating it for the sake of creating something? That then links to what is your value proposition? So are you actually communicating what the value is to the customer when you sell it? Or are you just like assuming that everyone gets it? Because that's the biggest issue. Most people are just like assuming everyone gets it. And they're like, well, it's obvious. Like, no, it's not obvious. Nothing's obvious in business a lot of the time. Like what's obvious to you is not obvious to another person. So make sure that that value proposition is able to be communicated in a way and sold in a way that makes total sense. Also, 
for people people need to understand like why would they buy that over something else that's already available to them or like why do they buy yours over the other competitors now we don't talk a lot about competitors because it's like is it worth it is it not like there's a there's a ton of things that we could talk about but it's it's kind of like mm, it's a bit pulling teethy however really understanding those two things i think is important for you to actually move from to be like yeah what are the competitors offering and are we offering the same thing like it's all right if you're offering the same thing it doesn't have to be different but the messaging can be different and that's what's really i would say is important and you understanding who is this offer for i talked about before about have you got an audience that is for this offer so you might be like well i don't know actually so working out how do you know is who is your target audience and is your message going to reach the right people to get there because you can't like you've got to market to them in a way that makes sense for them to connect with the message but they've also got to be able to see it and sometimes it's just a simple issue of the right people aren't seeing the content and therefore it's not going to convert so somewhere like tiktok this can work really well because you can be a lot more well it tends to get to the right people who need it because the algorithm's so clever and so you can find sort of people will find you obviously if you you know use the correct sort of geotagging and, and bits and pieces like that i would also think about the customer experience and understanding why is someone going to want to buy your offer so just take a step back and think okay how am I setting expectations for this offer? What does the person think they're going to get as an experience? Because when we sell, we're, we're kind of setting expectations and some of us will actively choose to set those and some of us won't. But really think about, okay, well, how do I make sure that what I'm communicating is actually creating a customer experience, even in the sales process? So is your offer a high touch offer is it a low touch offer is it a course like get people to think about well what will that experience be when I buy it because a lot of people will buy something over a competitor purely just for the experience or how it's delivered or kind of how much contact time they're going to get or you know one specific tiny thing like it can be the look it can be the brand it can be you know how does the brand communicate the communication part comes into the customer experience and therefore that can be the reason that someone feels like the service has just been like really enhanced and they feel like it's been really good and they feel like wow yeah people are already predicting that before they buy and I think a lot of times people think well we only need to worry about that once they've bought because then they're in the the journey of being a customer your customer journey experience situation needs to you need to think about it before they've actually bought and started at the point of the sales process because that's actually where your customer experience starts and sometimes the reason your offer isn't selling is because how you're selling and what you're doing to sell isn't working it isn't working it isn't connecting people aren't enjoying it and that can be why if you've got someone in your team who does sales for you or is in a sales role you need to look at what they're doing look at what they're doing look at how they're talking be a dummy customer um you know try and inquire and find out you know what is the service like and see what it looks like because it might be that actually that first bit is why it's not selling and it can be that in itself that just puts someone off completely so those are my thoughts around why you're often selling and what you can do about it um just as a kind of final piece 
on how to actually make sales. Because <laughs> you might be like, I really need to make some sales. If you need to make sales today, you need to go and look for your lowest hanging fruit. So, you know, what sales opportunities are there? What leads haven't you followed up with? Who can be contacted? Who can you reach out to, etc.? Then from today, you need to work on all the things that we've discussed about and you need to look at, okay, well, how am I moving forward? What am I doing? What can I actually make happen right now? And what can I start working on for the future? And if you look at how do I make sales this year, your audience building needs to be in there. Audience growth is so important in order for you to actually have fresh leads and new leads coming into your business. You've got so many people you can serve in your business. Fully understand what your market share is. Understand, you know, how big can your business be? And that will put into perspective kind of how much your audience has the ability to grow and how much your message needs to be refined in order to do that. If you're looking at how do you make sales this month, start actively selling. Start actively selling today, publicly selling online, and you start saying, and you say the same thing every single day if you have to. Say a sales message, get solid with a sales message and go for it and stick to the same offer and sell one offer for 30 days and actually really commit to it. Do it for 90 days. Like get good at selling. And the only way you're going to get good at selling is if you actually do it consistently all the time. And I think people don't like that answer, right? Because you say like, you know, if I could guarantee you that in 90 days you made 50 grand in sales, would you commit to doing every single thing I tell you to do? A lot of people would say, yeah, 100%. But the fact that you can't guarantee that is enough for someone to say, and or not to say, they just don't. The actions speak louder than words and they just don't do it. That's the difference between being successful and not and being very good at sales. It's a mindset game, right? It's a long-term delayed gratification, understand and get your ego out of the way and do it. And if you're at the end of this episode, it's kind of really positive and likely that you're going to succeed because you've already listened through my thoughts. You've probably got some ideas of things that you can do. For some of you, it's going to be like, I need to do the audience thing. I need to just keep on, keep on, keep on with that. Um, but committing to selling. Selling every day. Selling when no one's listening. Selling when no one cares. Selling when no one's even watching. That's where you're going to really develop your skill set. And this is a skill. And yes, you know, there's certain parts of it where it comes down to audience or it comes down to um physically having people to sell to but there's a whole other piece there of the things we've discussed today which is about skill it's about messaging skill set it's about sales skill set it's about energy management it's about understanding objectively how you can view a business and analyze in order like there is a lot of skill set around there and that's a lot of things that you need to commit to to actually ensure that you do i hope this has been helpful and i've purposely tried to keep it really quite short and structured so that you actually it's simple and we don't come up with like a hundred because I could come in here and say here's a hundred reasons why your offer isn't selling but I'm not actually convinced that would help you in terms of you moving your business forward so I think the four areas that we've spoken upon might be the most useful in terms of you making progress I will speak to you very soon thank you for listening please let me know and rate the podcast and tell us your thoughts I'd love a rating actually if you listen to this podcast and you listen on an app you know give us five stars and write a little comment or don't just give us five stars that's fine i'm going to have my lunch now because my stomach's rumbling <laughs> it's rumbling away take care and i will see you next week bye thanks for listening to the honest business podcast if you enjoyed today's episode make sure that you are subscribed and if you'd like to support the podcast please share it with others and leave a rating and review 
To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind-the-scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode, and I look forward to seeing you next time. 